You're listening to a podcast from the Cinema Geekly Podcast Network. We're the geeks you deserve and the ones you need right now. It's a brand new episode of What Comes Next, Cinema Geekly's NXT companion podcast. It is Anthony and Jacqueline, and we are back to talk NXT TakeOver 36 on the Peacock. Yeah. Um, well, uh, I don't know. Let's let's start real quick with... Uh, well, there's one piece of news that we can probably talk about a little mm. later into the podcast, but... Uh, I do believe I sent you at least snippets of or excerpts from uh, the, uh, the interview. Nick Khan interview? Yeah, the yes. interview that uh, Ariel Hawani did with Nick Khan, who is the president and ch- chief revenue officer for WWE. Of course he is. Of course he is. That's yeah. sales. Yeah. <laughs> He's sales. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a fancy way of saying that. He's in sales. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's in sales, everybody. Uh, so he, they talked about a lot of things. A lot of it did not come off particularly well. Um, like some, some tidbits were like how we sort of offhandedly talked about how they, their layoffs that they had or whatever, or the people that they let go, which, you know, uh, basically the releases that they didn't have to make during the middle of a pandemic because they were making record profits, but released people anyway. Um, this drew the ire of many angry professional wrestlers, including uh, as a journalist, uh, wrestling journalist David Bixenspan pointed out, there were some uh, wrestlers that they released who had yet to obtain their green card and oh. had and basically had to find jobs within 30 days or leave the country. Oh, my God. To which uh, Bronson Reed uh, responded to uh, Bix's post with a, just a wave. Because uh, he is one of those people as well. Um, oh my god! So uh, y- yes, there are uh, there are some. <clears throat> there's a lot of problems there. Uh, there was also a, a comment about how uh, they are a a forward or future forward company that doesn't rely on the past, which is very laughable. Oh, if you watch god. SummerSlam at all. And no offense to the talents of Goldberg or Edge or Brock Lesnar or uh, John Cena. talent All talented in their own way, but undeniably past stars that are brought in to try to sell tickets and move merchandise. So very funny you say that because when we watched the Edge-Seth Rollins match and they announced him as WWE Hall of Famer and I was like... 
Anyone who can be, anyone who has that title like should not be in a match. Like I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> I mean, yeah, and they Or don't call him that. <laughs> it's yeah, like he is and like uh, he has some extenuating circumstances cuz he was sort of forced into an early retirement, but I mean Right, no, I get that. I mean, guys like John Cena are essentially like WWE Hall of Famers. They just didn't induct him into their Hall of Fame or whatever, but yeah. like uh but to the more to the point of this podcast, he absolutely kind of confirmed some of the things that we were talking about and mentioned that uh, in NXT, we are going to be seeing big changes to NXT and I basically confirming all of the reports that we had discussed on that one episode where we didn't really talk about the episode of NXT, but instead talked about everything that was going to be happening to NXT. Yes. And they did film, they taped ahead some episodes, but uh, I, and we were, I think, I don't know if we wondered on the podcast, but we were certainly wondering to ourselves uh, what the reasoning behind that was. And I think I sort of, uh, jokingly mentioned like it's so Triple H could actually do some storylines before Vince takes his oh, characters yeah. and ruins you them. But it is not. That is not the reason. The reason oh, is okay. that they are completely redoing the CWC to change the look. Um, like part of it is like they think NXT looks too dark, so they want it to be brighter. And I think they're going to get like it's going to get a whole makeover. They're going to change everything: oh. assets, logos. Well, um, part of the. Part of the wonder of it is that it looks dingy. Yeah, like, part, part of what helped it is that it looked different. Um, yes, and I mean, the oh no, CWC is also their permanent home. Their deal with Full Sail expired. I don't know if they're going to yes. keep working with them or not, but they're not going to be doing shows there anymore. And they're um, not traveling, I guess, then either. No, and it seems like any takeovers they're going to do are also going to be from the CWC going forward. Uh, all of that talk about who they're going to be looking at, uh, this sort of stuff was sort of also discussed in there as well. Uh, Nick Khan mentioned like for a while they were looking at independent talent, but you know, they want to cultivate their own guys or whatever, which like I want to comment on that. Yeah. Cause I have, <laughs> they want to cultivate their own talent. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, they had one of their greatest like performers, athletes that they've cultivated in their own performance center in Bianca Belair <laughs> and then did her dirty yes. at SummerSlam. Yes. Like the worst treatment. And like, so yeah. no, no, because she is fantastic and deserves better. And yep. I was pissed and I have a better storyline of how that all should have gone down. And I am so mad. <laughs> I mean, there's like a million better storylines. Like there's some that aren't even like particularly good, but at least would have made more sense. Yes. You want to um, hear mine? Because I feel like I need to share it or I'm going to explode. I mean, no, absolutely. Um, Go ahead. So, so, um, Tony Storm made her debut on SmackDown yes. against beat, beat Zelina Vega and then was not seen from for a few weeks. But Zelina Vega somehow got a title shot against Bianca Belair. What should have happened is since Sasha Banks couldn't be there, Tony Storm should have gotten the shot with Bianca Belair. Bianca won. And then Becky came out afterwards and said, I'm coming for you or whatever, and then left. Just cut a promo. Mm -hmm. That's my idea, and it would have been awesome. I mean, they could have, if they really wanted to do the <laughs> Becky thing, like, it would Just have, have been... Just have her do a fucking promo. It would have been dumb to have her beat... It, yeah, but I mean, they could have still done the dumb match with Bianca and Carmella, and then Carmella mm -hmm. beats up Bianca after, and Becky makes the save or something. You can still like get the reaction yeah. and get the big surprise return and all of that stuff. And then tease the match 
exactly. for later on down the road. Um, there's a million things that maybe we can talk about it at a later date as to why things turned out the way they turned out. But I'm very, I'm very mad. Ultimately, very it was mad. ultimately it was really bad. It helped make SummerSlam one of the weirder shows I've seen in a, in a long time. But uh, you know, they they recently did a. Um, they they've recently did a uh, was it a tryout or a camp or something in I don't remember where it was I want to say like New Orleans or something but they showed this video they hired like sixteen people or something and they showed this video people go hmm after they let so many people go they hired a whole yeah. bunch back yeah uh, none of them are pro wrestlers all of them are athletes from other sports and. Um, the, the, some of the girls, there were several, there were several women as well, but as far as like the guys go, most of them were big, tall, kind of muscly looking guys. So I think that's a pretty firm confirmation of the direction that they are heading in. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's part of the big reason why, uh, I don't know if we're we should probably just spoiler it now. We should, we shouldn't dump it yeah. on people. We shouldn't dump it on people like at the very end. So yeah. we'll we'll just we'll just do it now. This is the last episode of this podcast, at least in a in a weekly format. Uh, we will yes. probably uh, well, I mean, Jacqueline and I will see what happens when the next takeover happens. If there is another takeover, I honestly have no idea if there will be or not. Maybe that's true. Who knows the, what's going to happen under the new format? Maybe there won't be takeovers anymore. But if there are, uh, we will reassess at that point and then maybe come back to do like a takeover episode. But uh, otherwise, this podcast is going to get shuffled off to the side. And uh, I think we're going to take a couple weeks break until uh, after AEW's next pay-per-view. And then I'm going to get out the the broom and the dustpan. I'm going to dust off the Elitist podcast. And uh, Jacqueline and I will switch over to that podcast and start covering AEW on a weekly basis. uh, Probably starting after All Out, which is on September the 5th. So after Labor Day, so end your summer with us. Yes. Uh, that means new we're going to have to come up with new merch and everything for the. Oh, the yeah. I need to get my War Game season shirt before. Oh, yeah. I won't, I won't remove any. I won't remove anything from the okay. merch store. Okay. So that'll, that stuff will all be there. And maybe we'll hopefully we still get War Games. I honestly can't imagine, but I don't. Who knows? It's hard to say. Oh, my God. If I do not see Legato del Fantasma and Imperium in a fucking war game cell together, I'm going to die. Like, that is that is what it should be. Um, OK, so uh, let's 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 uh, let's peruse over TakeOver yeah. 36. 36. Um, so I do think, though, from the episode, what's important to note is that we were supposed to get a Kushida and Roderick Strong match. Kushida, though... Similar to Ember Moon, was not medically cleared last mm-hmm. minute. Yeah. Um, and so was replaced instead with Ilya Dragunov because I think they listened to us and were like, hey, he mm-hmm. looks really bad going into this match with Walter. Yes. Um, okay, so you're so, you're already tuning into my tinfoil hat. I Okay. I mean, why not? This is probably this is the last episode of this why podcast not? for a while, so I'm just gonna Let's tighten, just go all out. I'm yeah. just gonna tighten the tip of that tinfoil hat real quick. I'm just going to go out on a limb and say, I don't think there is anything wrong with Kushida. I don't think he needed, I don't think he wasn't medically cleared. I no, think, I think they were like, oh, we fucked up. I think they just realized, <laughs> oh, I guess that doesn't make sense. So we need Dragunov <laughs> to have a match where he wins. <laughs> yes. And not only did he win, he got like eight stitches in his face. So like, yeah, Roddy, Roddy busted him up. And, 
Um, Which I don't even know how it happened. It was like off of a suplex or something weird that I was like, how did this even happen? Uh, and I and I get the feeling this was all very last minute because Roddy lost and he's going into this cruiserweight match with yeah. Kushida. So it was clearly not very well thought out. <laughs> no, I don't think any of this was. And Kushida, Kushida on Twitter was like, I'm stunned. I guess I wasn't medically cleared. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who knows? Uh, uh, but that, that was the big thing coming from the go home episode of the TV. Yes. And the other thing I will say is the MSK and Imperium match was phenomenal. Yeah, it was lots of fun. It was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. So just have to say that. Um, as we get into TakeOver. So I watched the pre-show. Um, there was a match on there that was about five minutes long. It was Trey Baxter versus Ridge Holland. Yes. Um, big and guy it was just versus Ridge small Holland. guy. And it was just Ridge Holland Beaten up Baxter. That make yep, that yep. tracks. What is interesting to note about that, however, is that Jessica was the ref for that match mm-hmm. and is the ref throughout the takeover. She was also at SummerSlam the night before. So she went from big, Vegas to Florida. Yeah, what a trooper! Big props. So mm-hmm. yeah, and Beth Phoenix. I bet you they were flying together. They're friends. I feel like they are in mm-hmm. my heart. um so that happened so then um the show starts and of all matches to lead us off it is the million dollar championship match with la knight and cameron grimes yes so this is this was uh not like the hot the traditional hot opener i actually thought the match was was good i think they did a good job uh i did too but it wasn't like the blow away opener that takeovers are sometimes known for. Yeah. It was a very, very ho- yeah, yeah. odd thing. Like um, this is the match that should have gone in between dragon off and Walter and like any other big match. Yes. Yes. Um, so it's just a very odd match. Um, you know, there were some good things that happened here. I thought, you know, and I, I continue to think Cameron Grimes is a fantastic wrestler. Oh, he's great. Um, yep. I think they don't know what to do with him, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't know if he and Knight are just working well together, but or if Knight isn't as bad as I thought he was initially. I don't know. Yeah. Or isn't as boring. I guess he's not bad. He's boring. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but. This this did well for me, although it, they did do that double Spanish fly thing. It really looked like Grimes fell just on his head. Yeah, this did um, not go as well as it normally does. <laughs> but it was actually his face. Mm-hmm. He was bleeding from the bridge of his nose. There was a lot of blood this evening. Yes. Um, I will say, too, one of my favorite parts in this match was they were on the outside, and Ted DiBiase helps launch Cameron Grimes into Ted Knight. And Ted mm-hmm. DiBiase looked like he was having the time of his life. I'm sure he was. He was like, th- like I just, he looked so joyous. Like mm-hmm. he really did. You get to put <laughs> the, the million dollar dream on an LA night and oh yeah. Yeah. He's, I, he's like loving his, living his best life on this. Um, yep. Grimes got a really great heart around it. He was like flipping more than I think he normally does, which maybe that's what he did on the indies and they just haven't let him like fully open up here but i felt like this was yeah he was a great show show for him he was showing off a little bit maybe for potential Mm -hmm. future employers (laughs) yeah (laughs) he's like this is going on my reel (laughs) yep (laughs) but and the crowd was super into him like they have been for weeks but Mm -hmm. this crowd and and the cwc is a small crowd but they were alive during this match which i thought was 
beyond anything. Mm-hmm. So he hit the cave in mm-hmm. on night and uh, won the title. Yeah, he was very happy about this million mm-hmm. dollar championship win. He um, really was, and he was wearing all the sequins. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was. He normally has like no fancy <laughs> tights, but he had the the dollar sign tonight <laughs> and, to yeah. represent Ted DiBiase, <laughs> and of course, money. Um, money. The, the one thing that I did enjoy about this is. Uh, NXT has these silly things that they're doing now where in championship matches they list people's intangibles and yes, sometimes they're pretty fun. Sometimes the intangibles are in fact the opposite of t- intangibles. Like if somebody's like Raquel Gonzalez has an intangible of strength, I'm like, no, that's tangible. Like yeah, you can measure how strong she, she is. She worked for that. Yeah. Uh, but for LA Knight and Cameron Grimes, I believe they also listed net worth. Which was fun. Uh, I believe Cameron Grimes was sitting at $50 million net worth. So I, I will say, I think their graphics department is having a good time with mm-hmm. what they're doing right now. So um, props. This was more enjoyable than I thought, though. I went uh, with three. I gave it a three. Oh, me too. Hey, uh, and Grapple, uh, you always get way more ratings for these takeovers. Uh, the average for this match from Grapple is a 3.3 over three and a quarter. People liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we get to our second match, which was the women's championship match, which you were not pleased was, with this one on second. I was very upset about. Yes, mm-hmm. because you have one women's match. Yes. And you put it on at like the snooze spot. Like, come yeah. on. Well, to be fair, I was not expecting them to put Samoa Joe and Karrion Cross on last. Honestly, I figured no, Kyle and that Adam been would go second. on last. Yeah. Well, honestly, no, Walter and Dragunov yeah, Walter and Dragonoff should have gone on last. <laughs> but I figured from a storyline standpoint of like, what was the bigger deal? Yeah. Yeah. You know, the women and I was so mad that this because it's usually like the the one and the the middle is like you kind of you're one to get the crowd back up and then you're mm-hmm. ending. It's like, you know, big. So the the two spot, though, I felt like this was very disrespectful and I was very upset. Um, but yeah, um, but nonetheless. I will say, man, does Dakota and Raquel, they, I thought they delivered. I really did. Um, I thought Dakota looked fantastic. Raquel was just using her as like a rag doll. It looked like just tossing her around the ring, like, cause she's so tiny. I guess she's able to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Dakota, like neither of them are like liars, quote unquote, but like they do use the entire ring. Um, and Raquel did that. Um, that jump off the ropes that she did with Zaya and like took her out for a few weeks um, on Dakota. So like you knew these women were like in it. Yeah. Like for all the things. So mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, this uh, was, this was really good. The, there was like sort of this uh, like Dakota being the more seasoned uh, mm-hmm. veteran of the two using like a bunch of really weird kind of counters and escapes to sort of throw Raquel off balance yep. a little bit but like not in a way where things looked really awkward or anything like that um there's a point where she hits raquel with the chiropractor yeah uh, which we haven't seen in a while i was really no. excited she did that she did that for a near fault she never got to hit go to kick um and the story yeah. of this was raquel constantly trying to get dakota with her power bomb which they have a name for like uh, the Chicano, Chicana, I don't know. It's, um, yeah, it's, it's, I don't remember what the word is, but somebody's like, I don't know what that, like, I know Spanish, but I don't know what that means. So I went to the internet and to look it up and it is slang for a badass woman. 
is mm. the so her finisher is basically the badass woman bomb <laughs> is her finisher. Okay. Um, but I like that. Um, I like it too. And eventually that is what she hits on Dakota off of the middle rope. Actually. Yes. Which was crazy. Mm-hmm. And, so, um, and so Raquel retains, which, uh, I, I wonder if that means Dakota's leaving anyway. Yeah. I mean, she did do the dark matches. She did the main mm-hmm. event match. Um, maybe she's getting the call up. I don't know maybe. why, because they've called up other women and then they just vanish. Like Tony Storm showed up for a match and now she's like, yeah. Snapped I guess out of Tegan Knox, Knox and Shotzi Blackheart are, they use fairly regularly. Yes, but my understanding of yeah. of um Noxy, I don't know what to call them. I don't know what to Knox. call their their team oh, name. Gotcha. Uh, but. Uh, my understanding is, uh, did you see Loki on Disney plus? Yes. My understanding is that their tag team is stuck in one of those time prisons as best as I can tell, where they keep reliving the same match over and over again. And, uh, uh the same outcome keeps happening. And the announcers apparently seem to not remember that they've won this match every time. Uh, mm. so apparently they've had three matches, all of them against Tamina and Natty who are the tag team champions champions and Shotzi and Tegan beat them every time. None of these times are for the titles. Uh, And apparently the last time this happened just the other week, the announcers were like, holy cow. And it's like, yeah, this has happened though. Like twice before I'm starting to wonder if Vince McMahon just doesn't even remember that these things happen. I think the odds are good that he doesn't know Uh, that they, that they're, these are happening. (laughs) Anyway, I gave this match three and a half. I like this quite a bit. Yeah, holy cow, look at us go. Uh, Grapple, 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 grapple. Grapple. They liked it a little, that's what I'm going to call them when they disagree with us. They liked it a little less than we did and gave it a 3.23. So That's not horrible, though, considering how far off we've been before. Yeah, but for Um, now they're grapple. And it's worth it to note that post-match, um, Kaylee Ray from NXT UK yes. comes out and makes herself known. The, the what is she called? Mary, Qu- Scary Queen of Scots? Oh, yes. The Scary Queen of Scots. Yes. Yeah. So um, so she is now in NXT proper, I guess. Mm, so. She has graduated. That is fun. Mm, apparently, that is the tra- the trajectory now. Well, they've, they've since figured it out because... Uh, if they really had had it figured out guys like mustache mountain and stuff probably would have been up before then or whatever, but yeah, uh, they're now figuring it out that they're going to graduate yes. UK guys to the main NXT which, show. It's crazy though. Cause NXT UK, which I still watch every once in a while, mm-hmm. they're still like a gritty show and it's, yeah. It's kind of awesome. Like, you, if you want to see, like, old NXT, watch NXT UK. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's very different. I mean, they still don't have crowds, but no, it's a very different feeling, though. Uh, it is. It stands out. Yep. Speaking of that. Um, what should have been the main event, um, Walter versus Ilya Dragunov. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mentioned earlier that Dragunov uh, cut his head um, because he has these bandages yeah. on um, on his face as he walks out here. And this match, so I was really surprised at how much I liked it because it was a lot of chops and holds, Lots which of sh- normally yes. I do not like. Mm-hmm. But these two men, I don't know. Is it, It's like a different level, I guess. It was very good. Um, it, it, and the chops, it's worth it to note, um, 
uh, Dragunov had welts. Oh, yeah. Like, blood blisters all on his chest. Walter had a few even. like Before the match, they, was, these, before the match was over, the skin was already bruising. Like, you could yes. see it purple and black. Uh, yeah. And But, but for Bo- Dragunov, worse. But Walter, too. And I was like, these yep. men are actually beating the crap out of each other. Yes. Um, Walter did a, um, a, uh, the Bo- a Boston crab mm-hmm. to Dragunov. And I was, it's just a weird power difference. Yes. Um, just, <laughs> you see how big Walter, Walter is a tall dude. I think that's, some- <laughs> yeah, I think the thing, um, he, here's the thing. And this is totally on me on my bad. Uh, yeah. I was watching Walter here and noticed that he has, since they signed him, he is noticeably slimmed down, like quite he a has. bit. Which uh, normally, in my mind, that like, oh, like that's an applaud thing. Like, you know, good for you. Like, that's mm-hmm. good for your health or whatever. Uh, ultimately, it should just be down to whatever he wants to do and what he feels comfortable at. Yeah, absolutely. But, but in my mind, I'm like, ah, he looked. I thought he looked more menacing when he was like bigger like weightier no, and no. then then as the match started going though i'm like oh nope never mind like he's nope. still very menacing and scary like i don't want him to ever he, hit me <laughs> he had he, it's all with the facial expressions and i will say too yeah um, dragon off had them in the opposite of like yeah like gritting through the pain and then firing up like his fire ups and his comebacks oh god he like, was like I think this is why you got so caught up in it. Like it's why I got caught up in it as well. The hits were really hard. Like they hit each other mm-hmm. in relatively safe places. Like they hit each other yeah. so hard that it's going to hurt. Uh, but it's yeah. not in any but- way that's going to do serious damage. But the contact was so high. The in- like yes. all of their hits sounded so hard. Not just the chops, but like their clotheslines. Like everything oh, yeah. just sounded brutal. Yeah. And then Walter did a splash off mm-hmm. the top rope. Yeah. That Ilya Dragunov kicked out of and I'm like, I know, I know. It's like you fall safely and all this and that. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. No, you're a pancake. Like the yeah. how you did not have your the wind knocked out of you in this match, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like because he Dragunov really should have. Um Yeah. And the fact that when we got to the end, Dragunov wins. Mm-hmm. And one of, actually one of my yeah <laughs> one of my favorite finishes. So uh, Dragonoff's finisher is the torpedo Moscow. It's sort of this diving, yeah. flying headbutt uppercut thing. I don't yeah. know what it is, but he he hits it on Walter, it's and Walter weird. kicks out of it. Um, yeah. So I'm like, I don't know what the finishes of this match is going to be. And I presumed Walter was going to win. I had offhandedly picked Ilya Dragonoff. Uh, mm-hmm. when we did our prediction show, because I'm like, because it won't make any sense. And honestly, uh, I mean, that was before they did the Roddy match to kind of give him his win. It's yeah. still kind of wonky how they got there. Uh, and long story short, I correctly predicted every match on the show. That's true. That's true. Uh, but uh, I was like, look, if Dragunov's going to win, I don't know how he's going to win. I don't think Torpedo Moscow looks particularly great as a finish, but... Um, I wasn't sure how he was going to beat him. I'm like, maybe he'll just hit him again. Or maybe Walter will just win because that makes sense. Uh, But Dragunov tries to put like this sleeper choke on Walter, but Walter obviously keeps fighting out of it. And then at the end, Dragunov just like fires, like Walter's seated, I think. And Dragunov just fires up again for like the hundredth time in this Mm -hmm. match, 
hooks him in this choke and then lifts Walter off the ground. Like he is dangling in the air. And I'm like, holy cow. And Walter taps out immediately. And I'm like, I totally buy that. Like, I would have done the same thing, too. (laughs) And the crowd goes crazy. And then Dragunov's response is like he's emotional almost immediately. Um, And they 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 bothered to take note that Walter has the longest championship reign in modern WWE history. It was at 870 days. Yes. Crazy. Almost three years, which is a crazy amount of time. And especially for WWE. So this was like a big title change, and yeah, this and a was big, a big like, and this put Ilya over in like such a big way. Yes, this was uh, huge and a star-making performance. And all I can think of was it's a good thing he's going to largely be wrestling in NXT UK, where I think most of this stuff is going to go unaffected for the time mm-hmm. being. Because I'm like, this guy should be a big star, but he's not going to be because of where he works. Right. Um, but I Which thought is this, fine. Yeah. I thought this <laughs> match was incredible. Uh, I did too. I don't know what you, I don't know what you get. I want to hear what you gave it yeah. before I tell you what I gave it. Okay. I want you I think you're going to be surprised because okay. to me, this was like jaw dropping. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Like this is match of the year. Like, I don't know what is going to mm-hmm. uh, do better than this. Yeah. I don't think anything. I went four and three quarters. Oh, interesting. Okay. So, yeah, I was uh, like, by the time this match was over, I'm like, oh, that was like really incredible. And I was yeah. thinking about giving this five. There were a couple of moments, though, uh, no. where it felt like it dragged <laughs> down a little bit, uh, where I thought maybe they had passed the peak. And there were a couple of things that looked a little off, maybe because they beat each other up so badly that they were legit a little woozy. There was this thing they tried to do while there was this thing they tried to do when Dragunov was hanging on his back and Walter climbed up the ropes and they tried Mm -hmm. to fall backwards and it looked kind of weird. And there were a couple of moments that weren't quite perfect to my tastes. Mm -hmm. So I also went four and three quarters. (laughs) Yep. Uh, And (laughs) grapple Jacqueline, you'll be happy to know. 4.76 which is which is crazy (laughs) by the way it is really crazy. like when you're talking about high scores like that to see grapple and that close in line like everybody recognized that as like a just a great and easily the best match of of all of the wrestling shows from friday saturday and sunday so I would agree. Yep. And that's um, NXT even tweeted out, like, what was the match of the night or whatever after this? And yeah. every comment was yeah. this one. They should have said like, ex- excluding that Walter match, <laughs> yeah. I guess. Um, so, we, so we get a little reprieve in between because you have to after that. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, you see William Regal talking to Samoa Joe, says he needs to be impartial, but he wants Joe to kick cross his ass. So um, <laughs> yeah. I love I love William Regal. He's like, uh, in my official <laughs> capacity, I can't really take sides, but I really hope you kick his ass. Yeah, love him. That was great. Next week, next we get our two out of three falls match. I'm going to go through this kind of quick. If yeah, you're that's okay fine. With that. that's yeah, because it got crazy. So first match was a... Um, Just a normal match. A normal match, um, which Kyle won. Relatively um, quick. Yes. Well, which I feel like is normal, right? Yeah. Cole went for yeah. the Panama Sunrise and Kyle held on Kyle onto his legs yeah. and pinned him. Yeah. 
Yep. Um, next, we get the street fight, and the crowd immediately starts chanting for tables. Mm-hmm. Um, sadly, they did not get it here. No. Um, so there is, um, this was probably the longest part of this match. And it was probably the best part of this match. Um, mm-hmm. We saw kendo sticks. There were um, uh, chairs. Um, Cole does um, Britt Baker's submission with his fingers in Kyle's mouth. And this is COVID times. Get your fingers out of there. Um and then he starts using the kendo stick to his mouth instead, which looks nasty. Um, they're on the ramp. They didn't leave like the ring area, which I thought was interesting, but it is what it is. Um, at, um, and then how did this end? Um, Cole, they both had the uh, the chains around their fists and just were wailing on ch- on each other. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't Adam remember Cole wins this one. I don't even I don't remember, remember oh, how the they ended shot. up. Yeah, I don't remember how they ended up in the position for it, but he hits him with the last shot. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. And then medicals out for a long time to check on Kyle, which was really weird. And then cuz Adam Cole just started beating up on him anyway, which was a it was just a weird move, I thought. Um Cage wasn't in place, but Kyle went into the announce table. The medical team was still there. Bizarre, bizarre, bizarre. Um, so basically this goes on, they have the cage come down, which I thought there wasn't a cage, but you pointed out that there was one. Um, I didn't think this was going to go to a third fall, but he, but it did. Um, so, uh, how it ends is Adam Cole snuck in a pair of handcuffs. He handcuffs, uh, Kyle to the rope. Um, and instead of climbing out, which would have been the smart thing, he decides to try and beat up on on Kyle. Kyle, though, with one arm, puts Adam Cole in an ankle lock and wins. Mm-hmm. Clever ending. But uh, bizarre. Like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm not really sure. I wasn't really sure what to expect from the ending. Like, I knew Adam Cole was not going to win. Um, him not, him, like, him not winning. Him not winning was not a surprise at all. Him not winning was not as. The thing was that like it this, this felt. I thought forced. this was. I thought this was very good, but not the blow away match that you would expect. Um, yeah, and 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 also too like I mean, so a whole bunch of people were like. Um, Adam Cole, the Tendo stick was right there. You could have just like picked it up and started beating him with it. Like it was really like a very, like there were a lot of things that just didn't land for that last one for me. Yeah, like I, th- I thought it was. I, st- I thought overall, like on the whole, it was still good. I I agree. I went. I still went three and three quarters for this match. They just, I think they are so good together. It was. Oh yeah, no, they're great. Uh, like a match like this should probably be next level, like above that three range yeah. like into that four range or whatever but uh it was it was really good but it did have this sense of i don't know it had this feeling of like we all know what's gonna happen and mm-hmm. i don't know like there were even some people that were chanting bullshit at the end which was yes weird <laughs> i think it's what everyone was really there were a lot of people that were really mad about how it ended i'm not sure um, what they were expecting maybe they were thinking no, like i think it I don't think it was that Kyle won. I think it was that he was it. It me 
Kyle was um, handcuffed mm-hmm. and only had one arm, yeah. and like so, like it made it was a it was just a very bizarre ending. Like, I mean, what, how, what, how could you not get out of that? I mean, I what know. he did from a realistic standpoint isn't entirely impossible or whatever. Yeah. If you can hook somebody the right way or whatever, it's just leverage and pain or whatever like there's a like i didn't think it didn't make sense i'm i'm almost wondering if there were people in the audience that were like he's not leaving and then like when he lost they're like oh my god he's leaving like maybe and they don't want him and they don't want him to leave although um oh well first we should probably you should probably say uh what you what you gave the match but i gave it a three and a half okay um grapple went 3.7 Mm, so in between yeah we're in that ballpark a little bit uh so one thing is for sure he's that was his definitely his last match his last nxt NXT. Mm -hmm. um and there's nothing for sure for sure about what he's doing next but there are people who are they feel very confident that he he is moving to aew um, I am one of those people. Like there is no way. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I don't think he's staying. There are There's co- no way. There are a couple of things that I mean. Obviously, there was all of this teasing online between, um, like the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega today on his Instagram shared the screenshot of dead Adam Cole from their episode of Being the Elite where they killed him. Uh, was he in NXT at the time when they had when they did that? No, no. This was before this was after he had like signed, like he was finishing up his dates on the indies. Um, oh, okay. so they like they knew he was leaving. Or gotcha. he maybe he hadn't signed yet, but like the word was like he's about to sign, like he's leaving. Um but yeah, it's just the shot of Adam Cole laying on this floor with his tongue hanging out. Like he's dead. <laughs> um, but like, that's what Kenny Omega shared. Like the young bucks shared this YouTube link to like seances and stuff like this, this big inside joke about uh, Adam Cole being dead. Um, and Adam Cole, uh, by the way, continued the trend here on Sunday of male wrestlers doing uh, their girlfriend or wives finishers. Cause edge did the glam slam on yes, Saturday, he did. and uh, Adam Cole did Britt Baker's lockjaw uh, during his match with with Kyle, which uh, Britt uh, very adorably acknowledged on Twitter as well. And she also uh, retweeted some stuff that the Young Bucks had tweeted as well with like the thinky uh, emoji and stuff. I yeah, w- yeah, yeah. I will say because as we're talking, sorry, I had to go- take to Twitter, and as of forty one minutes ago. Adam Cole did post a gif of himself, mm-hmm. uh, and it says Adam Cole, baby, with hashtag, with a screen. It looks like it's taken from NXT UK, mm-hmm. so I don't know what's happening. Hmm. He's clearly not telling us anything. Maybe he's going to NXT UK. You know what? Honestly, that would be the smartest move for he's him. Moving to, moving to England. Um, do you, I would do that. I mean... Uh, the one thing that was like the real big tell, and this is something we talked about, I think, before on a previous episode, but the yeah. when he was on his Twitch stream and mentioned to everybody there that he was never closing his Twitch stream. Like, he loves doing it. He doesn't get to do it as often as he would like, but he loves video games and he loves the community that he's cultivated there. 
And he's like, this is never going away. And one of the things, like, on the main roster, like, the wrestlers are not allowed to have these outside ventures on the main roster. So Ricochet's there, though. On Twitch? I don't know. He won the Up, Up, Down, Down. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Up, Up, Down, Down is, like, a different thing. Like, WWE, oh, okay. like, Xavier Woods started that channel. But gotcha, then gotcha, WWE gotcha. is sort of like, we. how about we kind of you know, own that channel. So it's sort of like an extended WWE thing now. Like it's part of their content. Um, Mm -hmm. So yeah, wrestlers will appear there and they will do Twitch streams there, but like wrestlers, yeah, wrestlers, as far as I know, can't have their own individual streams as a revenue source. Got it. Got it. I mean, they should be able to, because they're independent contractors, but that's a whole nother story. I have so many thoughts on that, which by the way, so I have to say like really quick, and this is going to get down a really different, weird other place. Yeah. Um, but so after watching Rampage on Friday, I was like, what jobs does AEW have open? Right. Cause like, I'm going to go look. Yeah. Um, and they are looking for a payroll person um, because you have to be super specialized because, you know, they have employees as wrestlers instead of independent contractors. Mm-hmm. So they need a payroll person who can do all the taxes for yeah. all the places where they well, st- some, where they perform. In. And some I'm like, guys are beautiful. some guys are still independent contractors, but they also have guys that are also full time employees. Employees as yeah. well. Yes. But it was kind of cool to see that. Um, but it seems like, for the most part, their independent contractor status in AEW, they can still do independent contractory things. Most of the guys who work in AEW can go work for other... If they want to take some indie dates, they can do that. If they want to go do a movie or a TV show, uh, like tons of AEW guys have Twitch um, uh, <laughs> like channels and stuff that they stream on or whatever. Like they don't have a problem with people doing those things. So well, yeah, it's your you got to prepare for your future. Yeah, like CM <laughs> CM Punk mentioned, like all of his side projects that he's doing, he's still going to continue doing them. Good um, for him. So yes. Anyway, the main um, event. I I'm going to tell you something. Okay. I stopped paying attention to this match about halfway through because okay. I didn't care. Yeah. To the point where I didn't even grade it. And I didn't realize I did that until just now. Oh, wow. Well, I mean, I did. Um, <laughs> but I also didn't pay a whole lot of attention to it either. Uh, it was Karrion Cross and Samoa Joe in the main event for the NXT Championship. <laughs> and Karrion Cross comes out without Scarlet. I don't know how long he's been doing this in an NXT for, but this is the first time I've really noticed it. This is the first time in NXT, really. But the whole crowd was chanting for her. Yeah, they're like, where um, is she? Like, uh, they don't care about him without her. Yeah, his entrance was much... I, I mean, obviously, never been a fan. This is the anti-carrying cross entrance podcast. But yes. um, it's it's even Weird. more generic now without... Like, he just comes yeah. out. He just comes out. And yes. they had their match, and they both worked hard. And Joe was working hard, and Cross was working yes. hard. And it's not like they were doing anything bad. But Cross is not particularly exciting. And again, this was another match where there was this sense of we know what's going to happen. And that's what it was. I think Mm. I just like I was like, I was so mad it was the main event. Yeah, I was so like it was just it was a lot. It was a long, bad weekend of wrestling. And I was just like, you're ready for it to be over. This is how we're culminating this. Yeah. Okay. Seems so, right. <laughs> so they, they go back and forth for a while. Joe pops him up on the top rope, picks him up for the muscle buster and hits it. It was very impressive looking because. Oh, yes. Cross the muscle big. buster was very cool to watch because that is not 
an easy thing. No, you're like. you're carrying a folded up human being on your shoulders, and Karen Cross yes, is a and, big guy. And they are head down. Yeah. So he drops him, pins him. Samoa Joe is the first ever three-time NXT champion. Nobody else has ever done that. There's only been a couple of two-time champions. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, he won. The crowd was happy. Uh, presumably, William Regal was happy backstage as well. And I gave yep. this a three. Okay. Grapple also gave it a three. Well, they gave it a 3.09. But they also gave it a three. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, they kind of went out, not with a bang, but not a whimper, but somewhere in between a bang and a whimper is what they went out yeah. on. A sheep's bear. <laughs> maybe maybe one of those goat yells. Maybe one of those goat <laughs> screams is what they went no, out that, on. No, that those are too exciting. <laughs> Noted. Uh, maybe like a Maybe like a cat squeak. Or something. A cat like. meow. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. This went on on a very strong meow. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, okay. Well, this is weird. It's weird to end the show like this. Uh, the yeah. The takeover was good. This was a good takeover. Like it was top to bottom. There, there was wasn't anything on here really that I thought was awful or anything. And there was like a yeah. and there was a match of the year on here. There for sure. Like there it, that this is. That is match of the year. And if when the awards time comes around, if it's not match of the year, I will throw things. Mm -hmm. I mean, (laughs) it's I mean, it's the best match I've seen in NXT this year for sure. Also Uh, in WWE for that matter. I would agree. Side note, you were talking about how Walter has slimmed down. Yes. The other guys in Imperium have also gotten equally cut. And it's just Mm -hmm. like, what are they doing? Mm -hmm. It's that very strict training <laughs> regimen that they follow apparently now, <laughs> we just guess, need to be german <laughs> i guess i guess not only is the the mat is sacred but clearly now their their bodies are also sacred jacqueline uh temples they're temples. yes they are temples that must be <laughs> kept up um but yeah this was good and it's mm-hmm. weird that it's ending like this sort of like i mean even in the opening video for this show they mentioned it being an end of an era so, yes. uh, I mean, we will see what the future holds. We, we, Jacqueline, I don't know if you plan on keeping up with the weekly shows anymore or not. Um, I don't know. I'll see, see how the wind blows. Yeah. Like, I feel like <laughs> I'm going to listen to some reviews and see how it goes. And if it sounds interesting, I will dive in. But there is other I wrestling will, to watch. I will say I always watched the episodes on Twitter before I watched them on the TV. <laughs> you so. see them play out. I will, your, I will continue feed. to look at Twitter. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> ah, okay, everybody. So that is the episode for now. I was going to say for this week, but clearly it's for now. Uh, and uh, you can go check out the archives uh, for this podcast on cinemageekly.com. Of course, this is a listener-supported podcast, and thank you to everybody uh, who has contributed. We have a Patreon, patreon.com slash cinemageekly. Of course, the merch store as well, geeklymerch.com. The NXT merch will remain uh, there for anybody who wants to get it, and this podcast will start to collect dust, but I don't think we'll be gone forever. I think no. the plan right now is to still come back and talk about the next takeover. In fact, that could actually be really fun, Jacqueline, to see where we are uh, cutting completely out from now and jumping back in on the next big show and see what has happened. Yes. Uh, 
between shows. So, uh, and maybe something crazy will happen that'll reignite everything for NXT. But you mean Malcolm Bivens is going to start wrestling? Yes. <laughs> Malcolm Bivens is NXT champion, and I think we'd come back. Oh and my watch. gosh. <laughs> They're just gonna they're just gonna hand the mics over to him. Yeah, like he's just gonna do all the, the promos. He's the only commentator for the show. <laughs> oh my god, he should be a commentator. Right? He'd be amazing. Um, he would really be amazing. Okay, so <laughs> this podcast is also available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify. Just search for what comes NXT. Uh, and you can hit subscribe if you would like. I would recommend that you still do because we're not going away forever, but it'll be a while until we come back next time. We're presumably, and maybe this won't age very well, but presumably we will come back to talk about NXT TakeOver 37. Yeah.